Yeah, you know that one, uh, well, not one, the only good Toby Keith song? Red Solo Cup. I forgot about that one. No, uh, I ain't as good as I once was. Okay, first off, that's not even close to being true. Brought to you in courtesy by Red, White, and Blue is his best song. I feel like you're trying to make a point and I'm ruining it. You are. Okay. But, I mean, Go on. I, I was trying to make my point that I don't like Toby Keith, but. Well, he's a big butthole, I hear. Yeah. Um, so, at uh, CrossFit today, right? You know that thing you said you're going to try? Mm-mm. Um, Never heard of it. Had had one of those moments. Ain't as good as I once was. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we were supposed to be doing high box jumps. Well, apparently my left leg didn't want to show up to the gym today, and I sh- shin myself not once, mm. but twice. Man, that stinks, dude. That yep. stinks. Yep. And are you every, bleeding? I was, yeah. And then everyone's like, "Are you okay?" I said, "Yep, yep, I'm fine. My pride's not." <laughs> oh man, that has to be rough. I'll just stick with the bench press. Yeah, I mean, you can jump on the bench press. That's right. Well, welcome to all the X Points podcast, episode twenty-six. We're gonna jump right into the podcast pour of the week. Oh yeah, it's with Max and AP. We're going beer this week. Are you okay? I know, right? I'm on a little kick with this new brew dog, which brew dog is in Canada. Yeah, this is not Elvis Juice. This is their fake Empire Red Ale. It's brand new. First off, the can is just sweet. It's a matte can with a cool little design. It's a red ale, 5% alcohol. It is delightful. I definitely love this. Delightful. Delight- I had two last night watching my show, watching me stories. And I got one tonight because it's just an easy night, but it was delicious. It is delicious. So, but no, we got a lot of fun topics this week. We're going to kind of cover up a little bit of the Olympics. What else we got, Max? Um, <clears throat> we're going to do some uh, continued NFL training camp talk while it's going on. Ooh. Uh, first preseason game, full slate of preseason games are just this weekend. Uh, we did, watch? did not get to cover. My Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott question for you last week. So we'll get mm-hmm. there this week. Uh, we're going to cover some position players in the NFL. What should the Texans do with Deshaun Watson? The college football AP poll came out. Surprise, surprise. Oh, wait, there wasn't any. And we are going to do the Mount Rushmore of NFL players from the 2020 season. But where I wanted to start with you was all those people talking all that crap about those gold medals and what happened on the last day of the Olympics, Aaron. The U.S. survey. 39 gold medals, 41 silver medals, 33 bronze medals, totaling up to 113. Next closest was the People's Republic of China with 88. Yeah, we squeezed right by them, and obviously another big victory for the U.S. men's basketball team coming through, winning gold, which everyone was just so surprised after their bad start, which no one really should have been when you look at that team. It was so deep. They were going to win no matter what. KD went crazy, crazy the whole time. Um, they had a lot of good – I mean, Jason Tatum had a really good finals game. So it was it was, it was was good to see them get it all. Um, and, of course, KD came out and killed all the haters like he always does. Did – Kevin Durant 
after his Achilles injury, people were starting to talk about how he had surpassed LeBron for being the best player in the world. Did what he did at the Olympics put him back in that conversation? I don't know. I, it's hard for me to say yes because I feel like the Olympics is just something that the U.S. should win every year uh, or every four years. Um, I don't know if I would say that he has surpassed LeBron yet. But, I mean, he's here's what it comes down to. LeBron, they're just two different players. I don't think you can compare them because Kevin Durant could go down as the best scorer to ever play basketball, period. It's Kobe Bryant, but – well, yeah, right now it is Kobe, but long term, Kevin Durant can easily—well, not easily, but he can take—he can take that. He really can't take that throne. But LeBron is just a different kind of player. When LeBron can go on a team and make a really, 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 really bad team like the Lakers, or better, better, how about the Cavs, and make them really, really good? Mm-hmm. I don't know if Kevin Durant would do that. That—that's where I see the difference. He's never think- been on a team like that. No. So I don't think we'll ever be able to even. No, he won't ever put himself in that position. So I don't know if I think LeBron's legacy has been, you know, I know there's a ton of haters out there for his losses, but LeBron has done something that not a lot of other people have ever done. So um, I, it's hard for me to say. Um, but speaking of basketball, I don't want to change it real quick. We have to bring up Luka Doncic's contract. Or as Dan Patrick likes to say, Luka Doncic. $207 million, which comes out to, I forget the exact total, I think it was $556,000 per game. So 40, you... 40.3 million a year? It's just ridiculous. So did you, since you brought it up, did you compare it to Trey Young's contract? I did not. Terrible. I didn't see Trey Young's contract. Yeah, sign max max extensions. Jay Gilders Alexander mentioned that last week. Trey Young both inked deals for five years, one seventy two, average thirty four point four. Luca, as you said, was higher, and do you know why? No. He has made the All-NBA team. If you make the All-NBA mm. first team, second team, honorable mention, you are eligible for a higher contract. Wow, a big, big bump. Big 30 bump. some million. Yep. Well, either way, I mean, it's hard for me to ever say $207 million is deserved, but, I mean, you can't argue with it. Um, so, look, let's look at it this way. We'll go back. It's an easy way to bring Kobe back into the conversation. When Kobe Bryant was the highest played pair, paid player in the NBA, I think it was by like $6.5 million in 2008. Like it wasn't even close. Like LeBron was sec- second or third mm-hmm. behind him. And people said, why are the Lakers paying Kobe that much? At that point, they were on the tail end of their back-to-back when he got five in 2010, mm-hmm. and they kept paying him, they were like, well, we got nothing else left here. So we're going to pay Kobe, and guess what? People come to watch Kobe. Yeah. And what yeah, are they did? And people pay to watch Luka in Dallas. They're not paying to watch Kristaps Porzingis. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. 
So, I mean, it's it's the future of basketball. I mean, we've also seen mm-hmm. ridiculous contracts being handed out left and right to guys that even like regular skill players, you know, essentially who don't need that kind of money, but they get it. But here's my question to you, Max. Was that the biggest signing of the week? Because it wasn't. You know what the biggest signing of the week was? Leo Messi going to PSG. Yeah, oh, we're talking in, about soccer? I'm bringing so, in soccer. Sorry, I, I blacked out. Leo okay. Messi, who has been at Barcelona for, I, this could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure 21 years since he was a young pup. Young pup. He's got a lot of soccer left in him. He offers What? His, he, yes. It, it's either, these are the two numbers in my head. It's either 17 or 21 years. He was there when he was like 16 years old. It's, <clears throat> it's ridiculous. So Neymar's there too, right? Neymar is there, and pa, I, I think it's Pogba. Their front three on that team will be unbelievable. But here's so the thing. I, so, Hold hang on. on. I know nothing about soccer. If he offered a pay cut to stay in Barcelona, why would they not? Not just a pay cut, Max. 50%. Okay, but what? Okay, why, what's – explain. We I, Barcelona wouldn't do it. I don't know. And, I mean, Messi – Messi was a mess in this press conference because he's been there for so long. He wanted to stay, but yeah, kids wanted to stay too. Yeah. And it wasn't because he's not good. I mean, it's Leo Messi. He just, he just won the Copa tournament. I mean, the, the second the, greatest soccer player, alive. the best soccer player. What are second. you talking about? Who's don't, who's first? I don't know. I was going to just mess with you and say Ronaldo. No, no. Oh God. Well, it's Leo Pele. Messi, it's Pele. Yeah. Cause Pele is no. still alive. No, so. Leo Messi is the best soccer player to ever play. Cristiano Ronaldo is the second what? best soccer player to ever play. And you put him in front of Pele? It's not even – yes, absolutely. No questions asked. Wow. No questions asked. Okay. They, they're, they're on a di- those two players right there are on a different world. But <coughs> Leo Messi is gone. It's heartbreaking. I'm sure fans are going crazy. But that's all I have to say about soccer. But I had to get that in there because me watching a lot of soccer still, uh, it's just unbelievable to see that happen. I lost my shit. Before we move on, just just a comparison for Luca's five year, two hundred seven million. Do you know how much Michael Jordan made in his career? Mm. This this is just salary in his career. Career hundred and forty ninety million dollars. Wow, that just shows you how much how much the game is. So the... so I I believe if Inflation that would be 140, 140 million. It's still nothing, and that's the, and that's his entire career. And career, yeah. Luca's gonna make Luca's gonna make that after year four, year three and a half. He probably already has. No, yeah, but no, he's signing bonus and all the stuff they hide in contracts. But you said yeah, but I you say that, but also look at Jordan now. Oh yeah. It, I mean, he's a brand. He's not. A he's person. the smart, one of the smartest businessmen in the world. One point, so, one point eight billion dollars to date. Worth. No earnings from Nike, Hanes, and Gatorade. That that's just those three. I would I would assume more. Yeah, and he, he uh, Nike, Hanes, and Gatorade, and he also has a motorcycle, dirt bike company. Um, obviously, owns a basketball he's got a team. NASCAR partnership. Um, uh, yeah, 
That's crazy. Wow. All right, moving on. Sorry, I got tangled up there in contracts. Hey, you're good. You're good. It's okay. Um, okay, I wanted to bring this up because I don't know how we missed this last week. But, you know, you got to watch film. got to see where you mess up. So got we listened back. When we were talking about our Mount Rushmore of Olympians last week, we forgot a large one. Allison Felix. Yeah, I uh, I saw her name when I was looking through the list, and you, I thought we brought her up because no. we mentioned how she's playing again or she's running again while she's pregnant. I mean, we did, but we didn't actually put her on our list. We like yeah. mentioned her after the fact. Well, especially so, after what she just did, she's won the bronze. You know, after having a kid, and she won the relay. So yeah. now she is the most. Olympic medals of any track athlete ever yep. in U.S. history. The most decorated female athlete in track ever. Ever. That is crazy. And she deserves oh, yeah. it, man. She's, she's yeah. done it the right way. Hey, Nike. Uh, yeah, good move cutting her salary, trying to cut her salary by 50% because she was pregnant. And she, excuse my French, told him to fuck off and created her own brand. And oh, then she's went, went and won more medals. So. Yeah, Nike's kicking themselves after that, but yep. I mean, at the end of the day, they're not. Because Especially Nike's if you're them, bad. though. Don't you know, hey, wait, if she does good, that story's going to get out. Like, it's just I, know, I know it's a blip to them, but it's just crazy. It is. Well, I don't know. Um, all I can think about, though, is this Dak and Carson Wentz question you have for me. This is all I can think about. Is it for the last week? Mm-hmm. So that was that what we call negatives. Mm-hmm. It is. So, if you were starting your franchise right now, both of them being severely injury prone, don't know if either of them are going to be available week one, two, three, not four, not five. Oh, sorry. Uh, who would you pick? And explain yourself. Dak Prescott. Why? And you're surprised by that, probably. I am because you're a Carson Wentz apologist. I am a I am absolutely. I still, I think Carson Wentz could could potentially go down as one of the best quarterbacks ever if he wasn't so damn injury prone. But I don't like how Carson handled himself in Philadelphia. Um, he is more injury prone than Dak Prescott, and Dak Prescott is 100 percent the face of the Cowboys, and he is the leader of the Cowboys. He is. He is the Cowboys, and I see him as being the motivational guy. He's a team guy. He wants he wants to win. Carson was more about himself in that in that in Philadelphia. So that alone tells me if if I'm looking at two guys that are both injury prone, um, that put up both put up good stats, good enough to win a Super Bowl, I'm going Dak Prescott. Who finishes with the better career? Dak Prescott. Don't forget, he's in Dallas. They're cursed. They're not. Dak Prescott does. Because Dallas isn't always Dallas. You would be more torn. I honestly thought you'd be more torn. I've thought about it a lot because I kind of figured that was the way the question was going to go. And it's crazy for me to say that. But you say that they're cursed. Well, Carson Wentz is with the Colts. I mean, they find ways to win, but that was with Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. 
Yeah, but Frank Wright, without his quarterback and losing Andrew Luck his first year, right? Yeah. And then, then, I mean, he's done a hell of a job. No, he has. Um, But I just – I see Dak and I see what he's doing. And, I mean, here's the thing. You can say who who ends with the better career. Well, which way are you looking at that? Winning percentage, Super Bowls, stats? Because it's definitely going to be Dak if it's stats. Okay. Hang on. Since you're bringing that up, if you're looking at that, whose career would you rather have? And which one is a more automatic Hall of Famer? Tony Romo or Eli Manning? Eli Manning. Okay. Have you seen this circulating around? No. Have you seen, seen this conversation? There's some old Cowboys players that play with Tony Romo. And some of his friends are saying Tony Romo is a lock for the Hall of Fame. Even more oh. than Eli Manning. Huh. Why? <laughs> Every one of his stats are if you How compare many playoff games him did season he win? to season. Three? That's what that's what that's the only thing Eli has on him though. Granted, it's two Super Bowls, one of which is against the probably the greatest team in NFL history. And the other one is the still playing against Tom Brady. Right. It's not even close. Eli should be a shoe in. It's his, like I think they're both Hall of Fame. I think they're both great. I, I won't lie, but he won two Super Bowls and he won them. Like he he came back to win. He that won race. one. The other one, the Giants defense won. Oh, okay. But who threw the game winning touchdown on the game winning drive? Plaxico Burris. No, he Jake caught, Ballard. He, he caught the ball. Jake Ballard. I'm talking about the other one where you say their defense won. Okay. But are you talking about the one where they're fifteen or sixteen and zero? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, but no, I don't. I look. I, the fact of the matter is, Eli Manning was one of the most consistent quarterbacks in the NFL when he was out there. He didn't get hurt. He went out there. You knew what you were going to get from Eli Manning. You every knew week. you were. You knew you were going to get two, to three interceptions yeah. every other week. If Eli Manning isn't a Hall of Famer, then Philip Rivers isn't a Hall of Famer. I think Philip Rivers is going to have a hard time getting in. I don't. I think he's a shoo-in. I think, I think shoo-in, I think Tony Romo has the worst opportunity to get in out of those three, and I still think he gets in. Do you know Phil Simms isn't in? Hmm. I didn't I know get that. that. I don't get that one. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that, that right there would be a good argumentative point for Tony Romo shouldn't get in. Yeah, I agree, because Phil Simms has better – through everything than Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't know. I mean, there's <laughs> hmm. that's interesting. I didn't know that. But to go back to your question, Dak is my guy, and that's hard for me to say because I do like Carson Wentz, but I truly don't know if Carson Wentz is going to even get through a season anymore at this point. Like it's it's getting somewhat. It's getting pretty much ridiculous. The guy's a walking ambulance. So. I don't know. We'll so, see. and good news for you. Adam Schefter tweeted today that Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz are trending upward to be available for week one. Whatever. I mean, Quentin Nelson is is way bigger factor there. Um, or is it to add, you know, to their winning. But, I mean, Carson Wentz, we'll see. 
I don't see how. But, um, I mean, if he misses a game or two, that is what it is. But he's probably still going to get hurt throughout the season. So, and that's – that's. I mean, ever, all these guys get hurt through the season, but he really gets hurt through the season. Oh, yeah, other news out of Colts training camp. Sam Ellinger is taking first some first-team reps over Jacob Eason. Do you see that? Ooh. Hook, hook him horns. I always liked Ellinger. I, did. I just, I didn't I just thought he was too small for the NFL, but apparently Frank Reich doesn't think so. So, huh. interesting, interesting. I like that. Okay, so let's what other training? What other training camp news do you have? Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, there's not too much going on with the Browns other than if you're looking for fantasy players, and I'm gonna let everyone know that Max called this. Uh, Peoples Jones with the Browns is a hot name right now. Um. I, that's the thing that I'm kind of confused about with my Browns. They have legitimately. The, I mean, they have Odell, they have Jarvis, who are, you know, two household names. But then they have these other two guys who Baker seems to like more. Rashard, Rashard Higgins and Peoples-Jones. I was, remember I said I was surprised you guys re-signed Higgins. Yeah. Because but, of, because of Peoples-Jones. Right. But that's also because that's Baker's guy. Right. Baker loves Rashard Higgins. So... I'm interested to see how that pans out because you you have four receivers, you have two to three, well, you have three tight ends with Njoku, uh, Hooper, and Harrison Bryant, and then you have two the best the best duo in, in running back in the or running back duo in the NFL. So what are they going to do? How are they going to handle getting the ball everywhere? What's going to happen if Jarvis and Odell don't get the ball enough? Like I personally think. The Browns receiving core is a fantasy nightmare. Because oh, I, w- I would I would steer clear of those until the fourth round. Chubb, round. Chubb, different story, obviously. First um, round. But yeah, Kareem Hunt mm, still probably pushing back a little bit because I think Chubb's going to just be an absolute workhorse this year. But when it comes to the receivers, uh, yeah, I mean it's going to be tough. I, I think the only one who would be safe is Jarvis. Because he's going to get his catches, but Odell. I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, I think Odell is still one of the best receivers in the league, but well, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Speaking of good. best receivers in the league, hmm. I think we should go ahead and bring that up. You want to? You want to keep circling the wagons and some training camp news? No. What else you got? Well, the good news in our division. I mean, it's kind of mean, but Rashad Bateman of the Ravens got hurt out Ooh. weeks. Oh, literally, that's what the definition is currently. Weeks. They originally that's thought like months. It. Cut it down to weeks. So I'm going to guess he's going to be out first couple games of the season. Mm-hmm. Great player. Great player at Minnesota. Bengals news. Um, I guess our defense is destroying our offense so bad that they're already having to put the second defense against our first offense. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We still don't have an offensive line. What did I what did I repeatedly say was the number one and number two thing the Bengals had to do this offseason? They had they had to draft Chase at wide receiver. No, that's not what I said. 
You've always said they have to absolutely solidify their offensive line. And what did they not do? They didn't solidify the offensive line, even their their second round pick, third round pick, whatever he was, Jackson Carmen, guard out of Clemson, third team right now. Not even sniffing first team reps. That's not a good sign. No. That happened to us a few years ago when we drafted this guy out of like I forget, like Iowa State or BYU, I think is where it was actually. And he was supposed to be the next best thing and he's not even on the Browns anymore. Yeah, but I, I wasn't a fan of that Jackson Carmen pick because it's the ACC and he played guard in the ACC, Man, which means, rough, dude. yeah, not good news. No, I'm sorry. Sorry for your loss. Sorry, sorry. Joe, Joe Brothers' other ACL. Gosh, that sucks. That really sucks mm-hmm. for you. Thanks. Appreciate it. That's mm-hmm. fine. Maybe they'll listen one day. All right, training camp. We're gonna. I want to. I want to bring up since we're talking about training camp. Let's talk about preseason just for a second. The games coming up. Um, what is the most must-watch game this coming week? Rundown on the schedule. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, the Brownies play Trevor Lawrence, so no. that's pretty fun. Is Baker even gonna play? I. Uh, don't know. They might play the first drive, but I don't even know how they do that anymore because they don't want to get. Is it still three preseason games? Uh, yeah, the only people that get teams. Sorry, not people. Teams that get four are the Steelers and Cowboys because they had to play last week. Mm, yeah. Um, so here you game go. It is, quick, but it's quick, run, quick rundown for you, Mike Pisani. Uh, Washington at New England, uh, Pittsburgh at Philly. Tennessee at Atlanta, Buffalo at Detroit, Dallas at Arizona, Miami at the Bears, uh, some Ooh, other notables. Be, that'll be a good one. Justin Jets, Fields versus Jets, Tua. Giants, Texans, Packers, uh, and my Cincinnati Bengals at Tommy's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm excited to watch Justin Fields take the field for sure. That that that's one. If I can get that on TV, I'm gonna watch it. So so far, what I read, if I go run down, Josh Allen will not play. Uh, Jared Goff questionable to play. Uh, Dak is out. Uh, who else is out? Carson Wentz is out. Kirk Cousins is out. That's COVID related, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's another uh, thing. How is COVID going to come into twist here soon? Because the Browns, uh, you know how that happened. You know, I'm to the Browns last year. Yeah, and the Steelers mm-hmm. and the Ravens. Whole ASC North and the Tennessee Titans. Pretty much every team in the NFL except the Bengals. Yeah, well, that's because no one cares about them. They stopped testing them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, there, there are some good games, but week one's always kind of meh to watch. Yeah, so, but the, the big one was always week three. So is the big one now going to be week two? Yeah, I would assume. I also wonder what this is going to mean for the start of the season because last year it really took a few of these teams, a.k.a. the Browns, a few games to get in rhythm. And teams that have a hard you know strength of schedule in the beginning, a.k.a. the Browns, um, I mean, I don't know how it's going to end up. So I'm okay, going to play the Chiefs so week one. If your team – 
and you had one of the top five quarterbacks in the league, healthy, 100% healthy, do you play him week one? I probably – probably not. So you're, Especially you, if it's a you season You agree bad. with the Texans not playing Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Supposedly he's not even getting practice reps right now. Well, I'm pretty sure I, – I wouldn't be surprised if, he, if he's plays his, played his last down with the Texans. Oh. They ruined their best shot to get a legitimate offer. When the I draft don't was think, still going on. I don't think they ruined it. I think they already knew what was going on and they knew they couldn't do that. I think there was already already whispers and they no, knew there had to be. And and that's pretty much like mm, I wouldn't say collusion, but that's that's a I'm sure that there's some kind of rules and violations that's that like, if you try to trade a guy. That's like if you, you and me, if we didn't know each other that well, and I sold you my car knowing it had an oil leak and I had covered it up and then I sold it to you and then the engine bust. That yeah. would have basically been the equivalent. No, right. it wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. So I I don't think uh I don't I don't think they could have traded him. I think they knew too much was going on. So it sucks for him, but or it sucks for them. But yeah, I, I I'm I'm fine with him not playing. Do you think he's played any do you think he will play another snap in the Texans uniform? Oh, I'm going to say yes. I think that's his only chance to play this year. So the question is, is NFL going to suspend him or not? Because uh, the fact that he hasn't been suspended yet is surprising to me. Well, the fact he hasn't been suspended, if he's going to be suspended, is ridiculous. My question is if they're just waiting until the <clears throat> settlements are done. That could be – I mean – that could be months. It could be, yeah. But so, I mean, so then, she, then throw him on the commissioner's exempt list. Well, here's like, my thing: is Trevor Bauer, the Dodgers pitcher, was immediately suspended and has been on the exempt list basically for MLB ever since the incident came out where he was, I don't allegedly, you know, basically banging this girl and like hitting her while he was doing it, and he's saying that it she wanted him to do that she's saying the opposite and he was immediately put on the exempt list why is it that deshaun watson was sexually harassing women multiple women and he's still on a roster yeah just just to clarify we're not saying the number should have anything to do with it but it should have it should amplify that if it happened it should should say holy shit yeah you're yeah we're you're not you're not going to do anything. If there was until... a sexual harassment lawsuit or accusation and it's an ongoing investigation until that is handled, it sucks to say because, you know, innocent until proven guilty is kind of out the door. But yeah. it needs to happen. Correct. I agree. So, yeah, I don't know. I think he's done, though. Um, I think his best chance to do is to play with the Texans this year. If he doesn't, he's gonna he'll he'll be on a different team next year. But if he's even in the league, I think he'll be in the league, and I, my money's still on Miami. Huh. Yeah, maybe. We'll so before we 
before we cover our other NFL topic, let's talk about the least exciting news with college football. Surprise, surprise. The top five are the top five. And the top seven are unchanged for the last four years. Yeah, there's no surprise. It's going to continue. Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Oklahoma 3, Ohio State 4, Georgia 5, Texas A&M 6, Notre Dame 7, Iowa State 8, my North Carolina Tar Heels at 9, and here's a good one for you, the Cincinnati Bearcats at number 10. Yeah, that's awesome. The Carolina quarterback looks really good too. So Sam Howell. Yeah, we'll see how he pans out and, and makes it to this next level. Um, it's always interesting to see how those guys out of the ACC turn out. I mean, I know, obviously, Trevor Lawrence has such high hopes, but, um, you know, we saw how Trubisky – He hadn't, hadn't out. been named the starter in Jacksonville yet. I don't think he will be. You think Minshew's going to get the starting job? Yeah. yeah, because how do you go away from a guy like that? <laughs> I'm kidding. <coughs> but – yeah, but, okay. Well, hang on. I was kidding. I'm being serious for a second. They're not going to win more than five games this year, right? Probably not. What's the point of starting Trevor Lawrence week one? Get people in the seats. Yeah. Get him experience. Get him playing time. I don't. I don't know. I don't. What happened to David Carr? Yeah. Dude's, what happened to dude's got mashed potato well, brain. What yeah, but, Tim Couch. But those Taylor are also Brain. expansion teams, a little different. I guess you could also call Jacksonville essentially an expansion team. Damn close to it. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. So, yeah. So, I what know. are you most looking forward to in college football this year before we start talking about it more next week or the week after? Watching games with at, at the shoe with a full stadium. Well, we're trending in the wrong direction for that to happen currently. I know. I know. I know. Um, uh, I, I, that's the, I hope it happens, but that's the one thing I'm looking forward to. I will also say the other thing I'm looking forward to, and I usually don't look forward to these, is the QB battle at Ohio State. Again, I want to preface that. Yeah, I haven't, say, had to, haven't been able to do that in a while. Yeah, I want to preface that with saying I don't think Quinn Ears is going to be in that conversation. I do not either. No. Um, I think the whole point is to get in there early so he can learn learn and process. Mm-hmm. But I am excited for the quarterback controver- or controversy or competition, I guess. Um, I'm just excited for the team in general because realistically, you know, they brought back probably – the two best receivers in the NCAA this year, Wooden Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. So the dude who's playing quarterback, whoever it is, is going to have somebody to throw the football to. There's no doubt. How now, about, <clears throat> how about Alabama losing two top ten wide receivers to the NFL draft picks? Their quarterback, their running back. Two offensive linemen, two defensive linemen, a cornerback, and a linebacker in the first three rounds, and they're still number one. It's just not even surprising anymore, though. It's ridiculous, though. It is, but it's every single year. 
every year. It's it, it's dumb. It really is. This, I mean, this is obviously a lot, but yeah, I mean that team was just so dominate do, or so dominating. It's not even funny. We saw that game against Ohio State. You know, Ohio State comes out, beats Clemson soundly, and didn't even stand a chance against Alabama from play one. You knew it was over. So think th- th- <clears throat> from that game because we did not do the podcast at that point. Mm-hmm. I think the thing from that game I'll never forget is how hurt Justin Fields still was and how well he still played. We weren't doing the podcast then? Yeah, I guess no. you're right. Almost. Almost. Mm-hmm. Almost. We barely missed a week since then. Missed like two weeks since then. That's it. But what about you? What's the one thing you're looking forward to in college? I'm looking forward to my Tar Heels going undefeated. Ooh, taking out Clemson. Taking out the Clemson Tigers. And Notre Dame. And Notre Dame. <clears throat> All right, I'm in for that. We'll see if it happens. But Best best quarterback in college football. I'll make a bet yeah. right now, Sam, Hill, Sam Howell for Heisman. Yeah, I'll take that bet. Okay. Um, all right, I want to hear yours first because I'm actually very intrigued by this. Max, who are your top five NFL running backs? The running back, y'all. Y'all. So, are you starting um, five or one? One. Uh, I like it. So, I did this a little bit fantasy mixed with this is what we talked about off air. It's kind of fantasy mixed with like what we think how we watch football so it's not just based on fantasy numbers does that make sense yeah did, did i explain that well yes so number one for me is derrick henry duh just a workhorse in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Arguments? Go through your list. Okay. Number two, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Number three, Dalvin Cook. Nope. Number number four, Alvin Kamara. I'm going to throw the phone through the wall. Number five is Nick Chubb. Yeah, it better be Nick Chubb. Uh, I mean, I think you got the top five right in who they are. And you said this is fantasy-wise? A little bit of mixture. What are you drinking? Uh, can't tell you. Water? Nope. What are you drinking? It's alcoholic. What are you drinking? Uh, vodka. Why can't you tell me that? I like vodka. I don't know. I like you, alcohol, Max. You drink brown bourbon. <laughs> yes, bourbon is brown. Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> but just so you know, it's white when it comes out, just like every every other liquor. So that's what she um, said. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh gosh! Sorry, kids. Left turn. Left yeah. turn. So I agree with that. Um, I think you could probably have an argument for all of your first three guys. 
honestly, you probably have an argument for your first four guys just because of the reception factor that they get. Um, but I don't think that Dalvin Cook is the third best running back in the league. I think is he, my is he in your top five? Yes, he's in my top five. Okay. And I don't think Derrick Henry would be my number one best running. Eh, he probably would be. Um, I didn't do this list, so I'm not. But I think I would personally move Nick Chubb up. I mean, I'm very biased in that. But no he is way. the most he's yeah, but he <laughs> I've just never seen anything like him when he gets he's he reminds me so much of an old school running back playing. I mean it's Jim Brown esque really. Um he's like a mixture of Jim Brown and Gale Sales. Gale how, how about how I thought of this because I knew we, you would talk about him. How about mm. a bigger Ladanian Talmudkin? I could see that. Um and it's funny you say bigger because he hits those holes like Ladanian Tomlinson. And when LT would kind of break tackles, they kind of reminded me of the same. Dude, when he was in the league, he was my favorite boy. Oh, like, he was insane. It was. I remember him and Philip Rivers. They would start out every year like three and seven, and then yep. they would, or like three and or like two and four, and then they'd end up like eleven and five. Yeah, every year. Every year, it was ridiculous. But all right, so I'm not doing. I'm going to do receivers. So Max did running backs. I'm going to do receivers. I did not do a fantasy factor here. It would probably be a little different. Mm, actually, the only one different would probably be my last one. You but going, you're going five to one or one? To I'm five? going five to one just to be different. Different. So my five is Julio. I know he didn't have his year last year, but it's it's Julio. Um, it's I, I can't take him out of this yet, especially going to Tennessee. Um, I think Ryan Tannehill is one of the best deep ball passers in the game. And Julio can get down the field. Tannehill has a freaking cannon. He can put the ball where he wants it now, too. So he is one of the most improved quarterbacks I've seen. Uh, My number four spot is going to Tyreek Hill. So most people probably have him in two or three. Um, he's He's a definite four for me. And that's because I took Stephon Diggs up to three. Wow. If you look at what he did last year with Josh Allen and it's only going to improve, I've never seen that consistent of play. I mean, he had 127 catches and over 1,500 yards. Led the league in both of those. So do you think them signing Emmanuel Sanders helps or hurts him? I think it helps him. Oh, it helps him 100%. 100%. Because Emmanuel Sanders is one of the best slot receivers you're ever going to see play the game. And um, and if you have heard any of Sanders' interviews, he understands why he's there. Yeah, he has, yeah, he's always been a role player, always. Yeah. So my number two and number one are the ones that everyone gets mixed up, Devontae Adams and D-Hop. So I had them in that order right there. Two is Devontae Adams and one is D-Hop. The reason I say that is because D-Hop is the best receiver in the NFL. That's why. There's no argument. D-Hop is the best receiver in the NFL. I've never seen hands like this. I've ne- He's like every best receiver all in one. He can jump like Calvin Johnson. He has hands like Calvin Johnson. He runs routes like Jerry Rice. He has speed like, I don't know, Julio, whoever the fastest one was back then, or in, in, during their time. He is every receiver put together. So D Hop is the best receiver in the NFL. I think 
Okay. Don't freak out. I think Devontae Adams is a little overrated because of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, no, there's 100%. I love Devontae Adams. I thought it, that would it, freak you out. No, it doesn't. I think I think it, it that's why I like D-Hop too because D-Hop did what he did last year with Kyler Murray. People people uh, no, that's 100% accurate, Max. You look at every NFL receiver when their quarterback is gone, they fall off. Mm-hmm. Look at Randy Moss when he tried to find his way for a couple of years with Oakland. He fell yeah, off. Yeah, nobody threw him the damn football. The top two, three receivers ever to play the game. Yeah. Fell off. Well, currently, I guess. Top two. Yeah. I mean, Julio, when Matt Ryan would get hurt, gone. You wouldn't even see him. D, or if, whenever when A-Rod would get hurt, Devontae Adams wasn't even a starter in fantasy. It was mind-blowing. So, no, it's 100% accurate. It depends on your quarterback. It does. I agree with that. I do. We're on the same page, Max. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of in shock right now. No. I, I, it makes sense. It does. Every, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers wasn't throwing him the ball, it would be totally different. <sighs> not getting fired up today. I'm just not. I'm proud of you. You're doing good so far. You know who did get fired up, though? It was awesome. Jenny Taft on whatever the hell that show is on Fox. Firing back at Skip Bayless. Do you see that crap? I love Jenny Taft, man. As Gus Johnson likes to call her, the all-American girl, Jenny Taft. I know. She's awesome. She really is. Skip Bayless is a douche. Sorry. Well, he is a douche, but he's 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 less – He's a, he's a total douche. He deserves to be an ESPN, but I'm so happy he turned down the ESPN's contract offer. Yeah, they offered to same. pay him twi- twice as much as Kellerman. And was it you who told me this? Or somebody told me this? They offered to pay him twice as much in Ke- as Kellerman and fire Kellerman, and basically Fox was going to hire Kellerman, and he said no. He yeah, said, I'm not going but, back there. Um. So. What is the thing about culture now? We're more accepting of people that are a little heavier set, and it's not shoot two thousand where you got to be skinny to be good at anything or whatever. Skip mm-hmm. basically said that Mike McCarthy's fat, so he can't be a good head coach in the league. Like what the what? Excuse that me, doesn't even make sense. He literally said that, though. No, I know. I mean, it's, it's and just... Jenny Taft freaked out, and he was like, yeah, you can't. I don't care. He basically told her your opinion means nothing. Live no. on national television. Yeah, well, that's that's because it's it's Skip Bayless. He's an idiot. He's always been an idiot. And he gets but, paid to be an but idiot. we all know part of Skip's thing is him. He works off a script. They tell him when to get more angry. That was that was off script. Hundred and fifty percent. You could tell their tone changed. Shannon Sharp got uncomfortable and was hey, trying to get him to go to Did you send this to me yet? Yeah. Okay. That's what you just sent me before when I was with the dog trainer. I'm Freaking gonna look at that. Awesome. Yeah, I will look at that. Because I love Jenny Taft, man. I do. Yeah. And if you're making Shannon Sharp uncomfortable, then there's something wrong. Yeah. Skip. 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 Yeah. All right. So if I told you, what if I told you? What if I told you 
How's that? 30 for 30 boys. If I name these six car brands, yeah. Jaguar, Bentley, Cadillac, Lotus, Mini, and Volvo, and I said the year 2030, what would you think of? That they're all going to be electric. I th- I was hoping you would like reference Marvel and say flying cars. But no. <laughs> By 2030, yeah. all six of those car brands will no longer be making gas-powered cars. That's crazy. That you realize that's like Jaguar. Nine years from now, yeah. Ja- Do you say Jaguar or Jaguar? Jaguar. Aren't they diesel too? Uh, I think so. I feel like those are diesels. Isn't aren't Volvo's diesel? Uh, Volvo has some, but it's not their main thing. Wow. Oh man, it's too bad we don't have like a really cool person to talk about that start that really helped you know start the electric car business in the right way. Well, electric cars were originally started in like the seventies and eighties. They were, but who turned electric cars into what they are? You mean who got in the press yes. that they're getting now? It's all about press. Joe Biden, social media, Barack Obama. You're so dumb. <laughs> no, it's it's our boy. It's Elon. Elon Musk. Elon. Elon Musk. It is. I mean, that's it's crazy. It really is. But it's it's working, and I hope it continues to work. Um, so so here you go. I told I told my dad we were finally gonna have time to talk about this this week. Old Timmy. Um. And he goes, my best Tim Gabber voice. What if I'm driving my car and I don't know how to, I don't got a place to charge it? Well, in the new infrastructure bill that was passed by the Republicans and Democrats today, they are putting $7.5 billion toward electric car charging stations across the country. So that is how car brands are going to be more adapt to creating more electric cars because there will be more options to charge a car. Yeah. That's nuts. I'm excited for it. I am. I mean, I'm not, I don't have one. I don't know when or if I will, which apparently in the way we're heading, we all will, but um, it's, it's just cool because like, so Graham, Graham may never drive a gas car. Mm Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, we've watched, you know, we've lived in a, in a generation where, you know, we weren't around when cars started, but we have definitely seen cars, you know, take a different shape and form. But, I mean, everyone now, it's like some people are so scared of change, like, oh, we can't do that. But that's what innovation is. It's changing. You're changing the world. You're changing, you're changing, you know, you're helping with sustainable energy. You're not going to go out there and use gas every time. You're not going to go out and have to use oil as much anymore. You know, you're literally helping the universe. And I know that so, sounds cheesy coming okay. from someone like me who was in the oil and gas field for 10 years, but it's it is. You're you're looking at better adding ways to, to your help. point. Adding to your point. So the people that are worried about the electric cars, do you know what the top thing they're worried about is aside from charging stations? Oh no, I get it. I, I mean, that, that's one thing. No, that I think do you know too. what the main thing is? 
aside from the charging station. Oh, no. I thought that's Re- recycling the batteries. Because you can't recycle them like the batteries we have now. Oh, yeah. Have you seen those places in France? Those are real. And you know why? That That was like when people wanted to stop making electric cars because those batteries are made different than they're made now. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, but they're still there. They are still there because they still don't figure out a way to recycle them. So what are they doing now with the batteries that they're creating? They are creating plants that will be able to recycle them because of why? What did you just say? Because they're adapting to the change. Exactly. Innovation is key in the world. It is. Yeah. And just to just to tell you, you know, there's one good way to get rid of those batteries. It's get a bunch of hillbillies together, like you know, what I how where I grew up. Give them a big, put them all on a big, big circle. Is there hillbillies in France? Probably. Well, think, send send us send us over that, there. I think give that's going like, to be our title of episode twenty six. Give them like a hundred gallons of gasoline in oh, a yeah. huge field they, with nothing around them, and those cars would be gone in an hour. Elon, Elon might not like that. Might Give each person Oz- a 30-pack of Natty Light and just let them go. Gonzo or, Bonanzo. Wilmington College Special. Six-pack of Bush Light Tall Boys and a Little Caesars Pizza. Oh, baby. Oh, I didn't have – we didn't have a lot of Little Caesars. Right? I know. We, it we, got, we got do, there we right did, after you left. We were all about the Domino's and the yeah. Donato's because it was right down the street from us. I remember walking there during snow days. Um, But – no, yeah, I uh, it is it is good to see this trending in the right direction. It is, especially in the industry that I'm in now, where we are about energy savings. Oh, know, yeah. How's how's the first week? It's good. A lot of training, a lot learning, a lot. Um, excited for the future, but have a lot to a lot of, you know a lot of work to do. But yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm not supposed to say energy savings because we are more about bringing cash into companies and helping them with their energy and. You know, we're going to help them bring their energy usage down, but we're not going to save them money. We're going to give them cash. So it's a lot better. A little fun to, fact for you. You have to explain that to me. Oh, I'll, go, I'll, I'll gladly will. Once, once I get my pitch down the next couple of days, I'll be pitching it to everybody, including you, even though you can't use it. Yeah. Just kidding. Wow. Love you. But all right. Mm-hmm. I, got a, I got a feeling we got a really, really cool top or Mount Rushmore. Yeah, so in honor of the NFL coming out with their top 100 NFL players, which, by the way, is voted on by the players in the NFL, we are going to do our Mount Rushmore of NFL players from the 2020 COVID season. And if you're here, I have cats fighting. Okay, I'm going to give you one. You're going to give me the first one? Yep. Okay. I'm going to do what I always do and take the easy route. I'm going to take hashtag Tommy. He shouldn't be on this list. What? He won no. his seventh Super Bowl. He shouldn't be on this list. He went up to Devin White, who was crying because they won the NFC Championship game and said, what the fuck are you crying for? We didn't win anything yet. Shouldn't be on Boom. this list. It's expected from him. I, I say that, but I have I have one on my list like that. So, okay, so you're fine, expecting I'll... a 43 year old quarterback to do that well. Come on, all right, you can have him. You can have him. I'm gonna go. I'm going Stephon Diggs. 
Wow. Top five players in the league. Last year? Yeah. He's the best receiver in the league last year, Max. He led the league in receptions. He led the league in, yeah. in, in receiving right, yards. Right. Right. And he did it with a new quarterback. It's a fair point. Yeah. No, not new quarterback. No new well, to him. He changed teams. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly what I mean. A new quarterback. No, absolutely, 100%. Stefan Diggs is on my list. Uh, I cannot wait to throw you the, the next curveballs I'm throwing you. I appreciate you throwing me a bone, though, and uh, giving me Aaron Donald. Player in the league. Yeah, well, you're just taking the easy routes. Oh, yeah. You're just leaving them for me. You gave me first, and mm. you didn't take Aaron Donald, so. It's okay. I'm gonna go another. I'm gonna go defensive route too. I'm gonna go Xavier Howard for the Dolphins because I mean I'm I don't disagree with that. He's he had an insane year. He was the only player in the NFL last year with double digit interceptions, and he got his he got paid because of this. Thank goodness because he deserved it. I was so about he to was say, no, you see he got paid. Yeah, he was a no browner, no browner, no brainer for me. Um, but speaking of Brown, I'm going to go ahead and go, go, I'm going to take the next one. I'll let you have the next two, but I'm going to go the entire Browns offensive line. <laughs> My God. That's what right. the hell? And I'm doing that because you said the best players, and I know you said that, but when you look at this team and what they came from the year before that, that offensive line was so huge and was the cornerstone for why the Browns had a good year last year. 100%. What am I so, Bengals not do? Let's say it. an offensive line. For the 90 Look, Sorry. No, I agree. And it's, it's the, you know, for you and me, we, I think any NFL fan, a true fan knows the NFL is one in the trenches, the defensive line and the offensive line. That's yeah. where you have to have the most, the most, you know, leeway. You're not leeway. You have to have the most, credibility you have to be able to push through you have to be able to you know block and, and cover up whatever you need to you got to have players out there that are experienced seasoned and ready to go so mm-hmm. it's definitely them for me okay you got two straight there bud no. oh i, I love my you still got one. one left right yeah i'm letting uh, you i'm letting you go two straight you're gonna call me crazy on one of them You want to do my crazy one now or after? Whatever you want, man. Uh, Jesse Bates. Okay. Say explain. Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I mean, I he's the isn't he like the number one rated safety this coming year? Uh, number four Madden, but supposedly he's oh, going to be Madden doesn't one. matter. Number one on the players list, yeah. And guess what? Still, still haven't paid him. Yeah, well, there's no surprise there. Yeah, idiots. I don't hate that. I mean, he, I mean, yeah, I had the Browns offensive line, so I can't hate that. But yeah, no, he had a great year. I think we we're both going to have a Brown and Bengal on there. Yeah, no, I'm okay with that one. That were, that was my only option for the Bengals, though. So yeah. No, you right, go, you, you go you go ahead, do your last one. I don't understand how you haven't done this yet, so I don't know if you're going to. Max, what's the podcast called? All the Extra Points Podcast. How do you not have a kicker in your Mount Rushmore? I did not have a kicker in my Mount Rushmore. Young Ho Coo! 
37 for 39 on field goals, 8 for 8 from 50 and deep. The best 95.4% make rate. I mean, this dude was automatic last year. Automatic. The only other – so, obviously, my honorable mention was – I'm not going to steal maybe A-Rod, but uh, my honorable mention on this list, I had two. You know, I'll let you go just in case I take one. Go ahead. Aaron Rodgers. That was your fourth? Yep, I'm done. Okay. Derrick Henry needed to be on our list. Probably. Yeah, he did. He had had over 2,000 yards yards rushing. (laughs) 2027. Josh Allen was on my my honorable mention list. And the last one I had on my list was Darren Waller. Oh, yeah. That's a a breakout. Yep. 107 receptions as a tight end is just nasty. So uh, those are all on my list as well. Um, Devontae Adams had 18 touchdowns. I mean, there's a lot of guys who had great years last year. So, um, but yeah, Young Huku was a no doubter for me to have on mine. A Rod, I, you know, how much I loved A Rod. You probably weren't Mm -hmm. taking him because you knew I was going to take him. Um, I didn't know. I thought you would take him first. Yeah, I just, I mean, A Rod won the MVP, but I just, I look at that, that kind of stuff, and it's just too expected for me. Like I, I kind, I wanted to throw out some players that I thought had ridiculous years who you just never would have thought of, like Koo, who was cut from the team a year before that. So, right, just a quality year, and he just got. I'm pretty sure he's got paid too. So he, he did. Yeah, they get paid. Love seeing kickers get paid. Well, as we get closer to NFL, you're going to hear a lot more NFL talk here College soon. Football we'll do... talk. Yes, here soon we will do an all-Browns week and an all-Bengals week um, where we will have a special guest for both the Browns and the Bengals. Um, imagining Keegan for you, uh, probably Mikey P for me, so you can go ahead and yell at him already. Um, but, yeah, and hopefully before the season starts, we can try to grab the best kicker and the best punter in the history of Ohio State and get him on our podcast. Have an Ohio State week. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love to do that. It would be really cool to get their opinions. So, yeah, that kind of wraps up the episode. Thank you for listening. Like, sh- like share, subscribe, and follow. Uh, still have a few more hats we may give away. Uh, D-Day has not got his yet. That's because I haven't got mine yet. Because I didn't <laughs> – yeah, because Max, again, is too, you know, too cheap to ship these to me. So, got to wait and – I can yeah, whatever. Would you like me no, to ship No, because no, you said we're going to see each other soon. I can hold each other. But thank you for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Peace.